It's time to rethink, renew, and reimagine retirement. Welcome to Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. We believe that retirement is not the end, rather the beginning of what could be the most impactful season of a person's life. So don't retire, become repurposed. Well, I'm your host, Jared Sebesta. I'm the co-founder of Retire Repurposed alongside Ventageous. Thank you so much for joining us today. Whether you found us online or the radio, regardless, head over to iTunes, find our podcast, subscribe, better yet, leave us a quick positive rating and review. If you just take a moment and do that, we would appreciate that so much. Now, this podcast is all about retirement, but it's not about money. It's about the non-financial parts of retirement, which many times can be even more challenging than the financial. Few people can just flip the switch from working a career 30, 40, maybe 50 plus years, saving for retirement, building a nest egg, then shutting it off on Retirement Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. If you want more for your life and your retirement, then you have come to the right place. Well, on this episode, we continue our series on retirement happiness. Society tells us that retirement is the time when we can truly live and be happy. But does retirement make good on that promise? Furthermore, what makes us happy in the first place? Well, today we talk about the friend zone. Too many times retirees fail to recognize just how important having deep friendships are post-working years. In this podcast, Ben will show you just how many friends you should have, and he'll let you know what to do if you find your friend zone shrinking. Enjoy this episode. All right, welcome back to the show. We're so glad that you are joining us here on the podcast. Got a great show. Again, I say that every single week. We've got a phenomenal show here today. Again, we're continuing to talk about our social biosphere, and we're going to talk about friends and the friend zone and how important friends are in retirement. Before we get started with today's show, just a reminder, we've got our next online event coming up on Wednesday, June 28th, and this is called The Top Three Retirement Lies, What They Are, and How to Avoid Them. For nearly a century, retirement has been a flawed concept deeply rooted in lies which rarely get challenged or questioned. And if you follow these lies, they can lead to massive missteps for a retiree. And while conventional retirement planning wisdom likely has good intentions, it may not deliver on creating the most fulfilling and rewarding retirement experience. Coming up on Wednesday, June 28th at noon central time, Ben Tages and myself, we're going to expose these top three retirement lies and how you can avoid them. As with all of our online seminars, they are free. And the way that you register is by going to our website, retirerepurposed.com. You're going to see a link right at the top of the page. Click on that and get registered again for our next online seminar coming up on Wednesday, June 28th. Ben Tages joins me on the show here today. And this is going to be another uh, kind of repurposed inspired um, online seminar where we're going to get into retirement. We're going to talk uh, mainly not about money, but money will be part of the conversation. And again, it's going to have a flavor of some of the things that you've heard about on our shows here the past several months and years. Yeah, Jared, it's really hard to get away completely from finances when you're talking about retirement, of course. But sometimes it's less to do about actual, like how your money is doing, how it's growing or, or not growing, but more to do with how you think about money, how, how you relate to it. And I think that that piece of um, 
you know, how we look at money and retirement certainly will be part uh, of this next uh, seminar. But I'm, I'm excited especially because I that is something that I'm passionate about. That's something that um, I see so many retirees struggle with is wrapping their heads around this idea of, yeah, I have a nest egg. And, and many for, for many of them, it doesn't necessarily continue to grow in retirement, but yet they have to start tapping into those mm-hmm. those savings. Yep. And, and that's how it's supposed to be, right? right? And, and I think many of them just aren't re- ready to see that happen. Um, so getting them over that hump and just helping them understand um, really why they saved their money, mm-hmm. I, I think that's a big a big part of retirement. One thing that we you know we talk about off um, you know off the air and probably don't share a lot uh, on you know on these type of platforms, but really what we're trying to do is rewrite the narrative on retirement. Again, I don't want to give away too much of what we're going to talk about coming up on June 28th, but we want to rewrite the script, maybe unlearn a lot of things because the lies that we're going to tackle, I think would be considered um, really just things that are not challengeable, things that just, this is just the way it is. This is how retirement, retirement planning looks. And so we're going to, we're going to challenge a lot of people, a lot of people's thoughts on kind of what they know about retirement. So again, if you're new to this message, by the way, we have new listeners all the time. We're on new platforms all the time. If you're not familiar with a lot of the things that we talk about, I highly encourage you to go check that out. Again, it's coming up on June 28th, the top three retirement lies, what they are and how to avoid them. Just go to retirepurpose.com com to get registered. So Ben, let's talk about today's show. Actually, let's kind of just rewind just a little bit. Last week, we brought in this concept of your social biosphere and we talked to kind of we talked about kind of the outer layer of that. Um, your community. And there's really going to be five layers that we're going to dissect um, over the next couple of weeks. But just for people that maybe missed last week's show, let's hit the highlights on last week's show because this is really important. Your job gave you a group of people to be connected with. It gave you, uh, to some extent, an, a little bit of an identity. Um, man, I, I don't think we can beat this you know, dead horse enough. That is a massive part of a retiree's life that I think they probably underestimate how much value that brings to them. Yeah, Jerry, I think I think people do underestimate that uh, just how important that was, and I think um, maybe what we you know what we failed to talk about last week in enough detail. And I'll bring that up now is that your your teammates at work, the group that you're working with, likely are all moving together trying to accomplish some goal. There, there's some uh, purpose to your life. You're trying to work together with the community at work to do something, to bring a new product to the world, to um, to build something, to create. And I think that's the piece I think that I see most uh, people really in, in retirement miss. Um, yeah, we, we miss the, those friendships, but we tend to recreate those friendships with other people around us. Mm-hmm. But what, what doesn't typically get recreated is that, hey, I've got a team of people that are working together to build something, to create something new. And I think that's what people tend to miss when it comes to this community piece. So it's not just the human interaction, but it's also the human interaction, how they're working together and utilizing each other's skills Mm -hmm. and abilities to accomplish a goal. I I, I would agree with you. And I think that that is a really good point. Just think of, you know, the CEO, the business owner, uh, the person who is used to building things with a team together. I could see how, it may be in a lot of um, respects 
really nice maybe not to have that kind of stress but there's a there's an element of that that i think that they would have a hard time giving up and you've seen a lot of that in in your days yeah i think people again they we, we tend to walk away from what is causing us um you know in retirement we're trying to get away from the things that that bothered us in our in our work and typically if it's a high stress job it's a long-term career it's the you know the the ongoing day-to-day um struggles that that that, that leadership brings mm-hmm. but when you um, when you leave that all at once, I, I think you begin to realize, man, we were doing something great. There were teammates that watching them excel, watching, bringing the best out of people. I miss that. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not that it shouldn't happen, not that retirement shouldn't happen. I mean, it should, your life, we go through changes, we go through stages of life. So, but you know, most importantly is when we get into that, um, that next phase of life that we find those things that we can work towards together again find the community of people to do something great it shouldn't end just because you're you're moving away um from your your current role my my wife and family just had a chance to go on a little bit of a summer vacation here last weekend and uh the place where we were visiting it just so happens that we have some clients that now live in that area and have moved um from their you know of their where they were stationed for much of their career. And so we had a chance to kind of hang out with them and, and, uh, they've only been in this new location for about a year, year and a half. And, and that's kind of what they said. I said, how, how, what's life like out here? You know, and uh, how are you adjusting? And they're just, the first thing that they went to is that, Hey, we were able to get plugged into the community right away. Uh, we've gotten to know our neighbors really well. We got great neighbors. Uh, we immediately got plugged into our church and got kind of, you know, involved there. And, uh, they, they had nothing but positive things to say about their experience of retirement and finding a new home in a different um, region, but it really revolved around this whole idea of community. And I think it, it goes to kind of reemphasize this point. That is just such an important piece that maybe a lot of people uh, underestimate. So if you missed last week's show, go back, check it out, go on iTunes, subscribe while you're there. You, you hear me say that every single week, but make sure you go back, listen to that show. Really important piece and intro to this whole idea of your social biosphere. So today we're going to talk about the friend zone. And this is maybe a piece that, again, may catch people a little bit off guard, but I do think it is such an important piece because this is where, again, perhaps a lot of people have their friends at work. And when you take retirement and it strips you of that and that that, that structure of being around friends, that's where things can really go awry pretty quickly. Yeah, it does, Jaron. I think um, really what we're looking at here, I, I love to model things after Jesus' life. I like to think about how you know how he lived. We look at leadership. We certainly do that, right? We, we try to serve one, those, those around us. Um, but when we look at like, how he was in communion with people. I think I think we should go there too, right? Yes, definitely. And again, going back to this idea of community versus friends, I think that's a great place to start. Like she certainly had a following, uh, no doubt about it. Um, but there were certain people that he was um, closer with than you know his outer circle being community. Um, talk about the twelve. I mean, is. Is is twelve the number? How many friends you know should a person have, and, and what what would really signify a friendship relationship? How intimate is that? Let's let's dissect both of those pieces. Well, I think um, that's a big group, right? To have really really close, what we call like these super good friends. Um, and I think even Jesus had that. I mean, if you looked at at his life, there were a few. 
uh, of the disciples that it seemed like he was closer to that those were kind of his go-to guys so Mm -hmm. you know i think um, we all have that in our life i mean i think if you're listening to this right now think about that you know well who is that person should i come against um something that i just i just absolutely where's my go-to i know they'll answer the phone like at 2 a.m right those are the people that at 2 a.m no matter what if i call them they will pick up and i feel comfortable calling them too those are those right like really really deep uh friendships i think 12 is a lot there's probably two or three people i can think of right now sure. that if i got into a real bind i, I would call them and, and it actually happens to be that a couple of them do work with me so i think um if i came to that and i and i walked away from this place i'd have to replace that yeah i, th- I think that that's a really good point i think having 12 really good friends a it takes some work um to have really deep uh close relationships with people so to <laughs> to do that with 12 people uh, might be difficult but I, I would agree with you i i do think that there is something significant about that number of people that i think there should be about that many human interactions throughout the day you know what i'm saying like for example um you know i i like to go to the gym nearly every day um i've joked with my wife i could have bought a gym uh, for the amount of money I've spent on gym memberships over the years. But the truth is, I like going to the gym, and I like going there when, there's, when it's actually busy. I would say a, a piece out of my social construct, so to speak, is actually just the relationships I have with the gym. It's it's people that I only know there, and I see them there. And, and I may not be really close acquaintances with them. They may not be part of my 12, but they are um, kind of in that inner circle. And I think that's what we're getting at. There's an outer circle, and there's an inner circle, and that friend zone is kind of the beginning of that inner circle. Would you agree? Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Yeah, and I think what to talk to your point about these friends from the gym, you will have people in your life. I think we all do. We've got that that person that we happen to run into almost every time at the deli. You right, know, right. that person we run into almost every time we, you know, do you know fill up with gas at our local gas station. And I think what is important is that um, you know we realize that there are relationships at work and people like if you're in a big company, the person you're almost always saying good morning to and you're catching up with that are maybe um, you know not necessarily your best friend mm-hmm. but they are part of your social your social interaction with sure. people um, right. you're learning about them you're you're like god created you to mm-hmm. um, be part of a community mm-hmm. at work and and it's bigger uh, it's a smaller circle than that big community we right. talked about last week right. but those those people that we that we have that even loose friendship with are, are really important yeah I, I would agree and just even even as you're talking there i would i thought of my dad who is now 80 uh, still works uh, part time, and uh, he he's able to be pretty flexible on his schedule. Lots of times, I will give him a call 
on my drive into work, usually around seven or eight o'clock in the morning. But when I talk to him, lots of times he's not, he's in a hurry to kind of get his work done and get off the phone because he wants to go have coffee with the guys, which happens you know multiple times a week. And I think he's kind of told me that that part, that group is about six to ten people. I think of my small group that I go to, you know, almost every weekend, or at least we try to go every weekend. How many people are in there? That's about. 10 to 15 people. Um, so even, again, as we're talking here, yeah, I think that there is something significant. Amongst my group, though, yeah, there are people within our small group that I'm a little bit closer to. So I do think that there is something to this idea of two to three ranging from you know 10 to 15. And uh, certainly don't discredit those kind of everyday um, interactions with people uh, at the gym or deli, like you mentioned, that that are really important. And again, going back to this idea, if you're not prepared for this, and you just think that you're going to walk away from work and it's it's going to feel the same without replacing that type of social interaction, uh, man, it can really it can really f- kind of uh, go down a bad path. And Jerry, I think part of that is that you know we actually get interested in their lives. I think as God made us again to be social creatures, which means when I talk to somebody at the office here that, um, you know, I, I think uh, of one of our gals, she's a farmer, and from time to time, um, we'll, we'll just ask her about their cattle operation at home. And uh, lately it's been, uh, they haven't gotten a lot of rain in their area, and we have locally here, and it's only about 30 minutes away, so it's kind of crazy that they haven't. But in my mind, I'm, I'm actually starting to, to like, wait, I, I'm starting to care more and more for this person because I'm like, if they don't get rain, they don't get crops, okay? So again, God made us and wired us specifically to not only just want to be in communion, but to begin to care for people around us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in my book, Repurposed, I, I actually quoted uh, Dr. Henry Cloud, um, and he talked about this in his book, The Power of the Other, where you know he's had a brother-in-law who was a Navy SEAL, and he said, when Navy SEALs are dropped into their combat zone, they, they, they're trained to look specifically at where am I, first of all, and then secondly, where is my buddy, right? You, you know that you are not only supposed to look out for yourself, but also for your buddy. So Dr. Cloud, he kind of goes on to explain that this is more than just their operating procedure. It's actually, uh, it's deeply rooted in motivation to survive because you're not only concerned with your own personal fate, but you're also concerned with your fellow brother in arms. So again, I think there's something to that. When when we get in this, um, even if they're looser relationships, not like a best friend, but somebody that we just come in, in, in we have good connection with at work, yeah. and we've asked them questions, and we build that relationship. God made us that way, yeah. so that we would actually begin to care more and more about the outcome of their life and whatever struggles they're going with. Um, I think that's really, really important. Yeah. Again, you bring up a great point, showing having an avenue um, to pour into somebody else's life to um, show empathy, um, compassion. Those are all phenomenal traits and characteristics um, to exude to other people. Certainly, that certainly doesn't go away uh, in retirement. Also, too, the concept that retirement can look selfish if done, in, you know, incorrectly. This, I, to me, I feel like that would fall into this heading too. If it's going to be my retirement now, it's really all about me, and I isolate and make my life all about me. You're all going the wrong way. Yeah, it does. It it, it begins. You begin to look more internal. And your small problems become larger problems. Mm-hmm. So I think part of work 
that people have to realize is, yes, the community, but then also those closer friends that you get at work. And then not only the fact that you're able to talk with them, but you are able to celebrate with them. You're able to um, mourn with them at times. Um, we, we know that there's um, there's hard things going on in other people's lives, but if we are too focused on ourselves and we begin to kind of forget those around us, mm-hmm. that is when we start to see that, that spiral downward and, sure. and you kind of slowly kind of get more focused on yourself, things that are many times out of your control. And that's when um, retirement ends up being um, not quite what, um, you know, it's been sold. Yeah, absolutely. Again, the gym story in your book, Repurpose, comes up yet again um, when we're talking about this. I, you know, I, I follow a number of, you know, motivational speakers on Facebook and it comes up in the Facebook reels and and kind of one thread of advice that you hear amongst a lot of like highly motivated people is that they'll they'll get up. Um, they'll have a little bit of like meditation time. We talk, we call that thankfulness, starting the day with thankfulness. Um, you know, having 15 minutes of just positive, thankful thoughts can change literally like your chemical makeup in your brain for the rest of the day. But a lot of like reoccurring advice I, I hear amongst these, um, you know, highly motivated people, they'll send out three texts. And for those of you who, who, who have heard this, you know exactly where I'm going with this. They'll, they'll send out three texts every morning um, to a friend or a colleague or an acquaintance and just thank them for being in their lives, encourage them today, giving them a word, asking them a question. I, and again, interesting, three texts per day, but I think it goes down to this idea of really sewing into other people um, that are in this friend zone. It, it just, again, reconfirms a lot of the stuff we're talking about today. Yeah, I mean, these are deep uh, social connections that we're talking about. And also these these lighter just getting to know those around you connections. Sure. They're all very important. Again, isolation is what we're trying to get people not to experience in retirement. If, if you're expecting to just spend more time alone and you're like, yep, you know, I'm overwhelmed. There's too many people. That's fine to take that in um, in in chunks, right? right? To have some time where it's just yourself, your spouse, whatever. But if that's your focus and you begin to just spend time alone, you will move further and further into um, a, a darker place. Yeah. I, that's that we know. All right. Let's spend the last couple of minutes and talk about things a little bit more tactical. What can people do? Talk about maybe that retiree um, that had friends and social inter- interactions at work. Last week, we mentioned how when you retire, those things are just not the same. The way that you're going to connect with those people is going to look different. What should a retiree do to the coworker who is still working and not retired like you? Well, like we were talking about earlier, Jared, when it when it comes to great relationships, that we we should come at them from a really from a stance of what what's best for the other person, right? So now I'm retired. The first thing that you should understand is that your friends back at work probably don't want to help you plan your many days off, right? Mm-hmm. Or but hear if, about it. Yeah, or, or hear about too much of it, right? <laughs> They're excited for you, but right. yet they, they probably don't want to actually, um, you know, go through each and every of your of your greatest new um, explorations, right? Sure. So I, I think if you come to them and, and realize that um, they miss you too, right? Mm-hmm. They still, um, they're still at the workplace and, and you're going to be, you show interest in them. Like, how is the office going? How is, you know, the, this person doing, you know, sure. make sure you're focusing on their needs mm-hmm. and, and showing empathy for where they're at right. in their journey and, and just trying to plug in with them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great point. What about uh, a retiree to a fellow retiree? How, what are ways that they could, uh, that they could maybe nurture or make that relationship even closer? 
Well, again, same thing. You're starting at it, coming to them at what, how can I make their life better? If you come at it from through that motivation, mm-hmm. um, everybody's going to win, right? So I, I do think that with retirees, um, finding somebody that's in your same place sure. of retirement is huge. So if you're coming into retirement, um, if you can find somebody that's walking through the same place you are, mm. um, like, hey, newly retired, let's figure this out together. Um, that's one of the reasons I, I do think that sometimes when spouses retire at different times, there can be a challenge there. Sure. Some of it's because one of them is still working and then they get pulled and want to go with and, you know, hey, I'm trying to get away to do a trip and I can't because my spouse is still working. Um, so there can be little challenges like that. Um, plus, they the, the spouse that just retired many times doesn't fully... Mm. Um, realize the fact that, well, I do have more time and I haven't totally redone, um, you know, my day-to-day chores and kind of focused on what I should be doing. Um, So there's all kinds of pieces to that. But I think when I look at retiree to retiree relationships, find somebody that is in the same place. Um, If you can get into a group where you can all work through that together, where you're really going through the same, um, those same feelings, I think that's very, very helpful. Yeah, doing life together. Even this trip I took last week with my family, there was a number of retiree uh, couples and they were having dinner together, laughing together, and probably traveled together to some extent. And I thought that that was really, really cool. What about to the retiree that maybe... Maybe they didn't have a ton of friends while working and now they have even fewer now that they're retired and they, they can kind of sense that the social aspect of their life is starting to kind of go the wrong way. What should, where do they start? What should they do? Well, Drew, I think realizing, like we've talked about, just how important the, the relationship is. So make sure you're, you're, and you're maybe noticing that, you're feeling, man, this isn't good for me. And then once you fully know I have to have better social connection, then it will take work. You know, knowing that you know most organizations won't come searching for you. You may actually have to look to, to an organization that you can be part of. You may have to look to another person and say, okay, I, I realize that you're retiring. Reach out and make the effort to get back plugged in to community. Because again, we know, Jared, that our, our goal here is being aware that your social connections are changing and then being intentional. Now remember, Jared, that what we're talking about is the goal is awareness and intentionality. So you need to both be aware how important those relationships were and then be very intentional about finding new ones or deepening the current relationships that you have. Well, I sure hope you enjoyed this conversation on The Friend Zone. For more information, visit our website, retirerepurpose.com. Until next time, I'm Jared Sebesta. Remember, don't retire, become repurposed. We'll see you then. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hi, I'm Lori LeBay, and I wanted to tell you about Alzheimer's Speaks, which is another great podcast. You see, my own mother lived with dementia for 30 years, and I felt lost. Did you know every three seconds someone in the world is being diagnosed with dementia? Odds are it's going to hit your families too. We want to help you connect to services, products, tools, research, and stories so you can be prepared. Please subscribe to Alzheimer's Speaks on your favorite podcast platform.